Welcome to Integrated Rhythm. Two swing then two two doop doop doop. Two swing dancing besties, Chisomo Salamani and myself, Bobby White, discussing race and the black experience in jazz dancing and other Afrocentric jazz dances. There's a horn outside my apartment. Forgive me. There's another one. Brooklyn. This is our second block party episode, as we have decided to call them. This is part one of two. If you are wondering when the first block party episode was, that was our holiday party two-part episode from last year. So you can check that out if you haven't already. But we invited all of our last five guests to take part. And due to scheduling, some of them were not able to make it, which is totally understandable. But don't worry, we'll be inviting them back to the next one. This party we are honored to have with us MC and instructor Michelle Stokes. MC and instructor Laurel Ryan, uh, both of which do the amazing music for our podcast, by the way. We also have the incredible swing dance researcher and history lover, Lewis Orchard, and Harvest Moon Ball champion and Mamalu Parks dancer, Crystal Johnson. It was, as you shall see, a blast. This is part one of two. I already mentioned that. But when the episode begins, Crystal has just begun telling the story of meeting Duke Ellington, which is when we frantically started hitting the record button hence being dropped in the middle of the conversation. Afterwards, we start asking our party questions. As Zoom was the primary option for recording this party, we have to apologize as it does not handle large talkative parties the best, and some comments are lost. We tried to make sure to have people repeat what they said. Sometimes it doesn't work out the best. Again, our apologies, and we're trying to troubleshoot that for future parties. If you have the opportunity, we would also recommend watching at least a few minutes of the party on YouTube. Where we filmed the entire uh, where we filmed the entire gallery view of the conversation, allowing you to see the lovely group energy. So, without further ado, here is the second block party, part one. Integrated rhythm with Chisomo and Bobby. We had um, I was like sixteen something. We was down at uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral. That was the first time I was ever in that huge, beautiful edifice. And it was Duke Ellington and the Mama Lou Parks dancers. Believe it or not, we was doing a show in the cathedral. We had rehearsal and everything. And that was Duke Ellington. And I was like, I kept staring at him. I did. He probably thought something was wrong with me. I'm serious because I kept saying, and at that time, he was really good looking gentleman. He always was. So me being a young little girl, I'm like, I kept staring. I feel <laughs> the more I did, I kept staring at him. He was nice though. He was really nice. That, that's the only now, yes, I did meet Duke Ellington. Wow. St. Patrick's Cathedral. I will never forget that because I never danced in the church. So I'm like, why? Uh, I forgot what pro it was. Mama, it, uh, Maxine was there. We was young. That's when we like first got in the group. And David, I don't remember David then being there. I think it was the uh, us, young, us, us young people. We was there. <laughs> and that was so awesome. Yep. Oh, I, that's the only, a big black piano. It, it, and it was in the summertime. 
He had a short sleeve shirt on. And you never think to take pictures at that time. You know, you just never think that. But it's, yes. Was there a reason why they were playing in the cathedral? They, we had a, they had a, a, a show. Uh, that's one thing I did always knew. St. Patrick's Cathedral from what, when I was growing up, was always a place for events. Seriously. And that, I don't know why I forgot what the show was, but I remember rehearsing in that floor and the doors were open. It was just, we was, something was happening there and we danced there. Yeah. Did they, did, did you dance on the, was the floor like concrete, church concrete? No, or, or? no. The floor was, uh, I believe it was the wooden floor. Like, you know how okay. pretty the floors look, the parquet floors? Okay. Yeah. I remember that short enough as the plane is the nose on my face. Do you hear me? <laughs> yeah. But I don't remember what the show was for. I'll ask Maxine. I don't remember. I honestly don't. But I remember. I met him. Stare at that man. They probably like, what's wrong with this little girl? <laughs> this is why you can't remember anything. You're, you're too busy looking at him. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I was a young, I was a teenager. I mean, like, Duke Ellington, at that time, you don't think of it like you think of it now. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, I had that moment. And, but things are meant to be. I can tell a story. That's the good part. And we love your stories. We love hearing from you. And that that's an incredible story. Um, yeah. Ms. Crystal, I want you to meet two incredible women in our scene. I don't know if you have met them before. Okay. Um, but they are uh, part of our family. They're actually a, a part of our production team. And they're amazing. So we have Laurel and Michelle. Stop laughing as if you're not amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, girl. Be amazing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about black women in the scene and people who are making things happen, these yes. two are making things happen. And they also, you know, how you're talking about building people up and supporting people. I've seen them do nothing but support one another and support other black women in the scene. So I love um, it. They take what you, <laughs> they take your charge seriously. And so we're really lucky to know them. So I'm going to. Oh, wow. That's nice. That's nice. It is. It is. It's wonderful. And so um, it is a privilege for me to introduce you to them and them to you. So um, Laura, Michelle, go ahead and, and introduce yourselves. <laughs> <We're there. laughs> um, we can't hear you. You can't hear me. Oh, no. I, oh, OK. I couldn't hear them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michelle and Laurel are working out their sound, I think. Okay. Oh, hi. You hear us now? Yes. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so that's hey, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Michelle. I wore Hello. a green shirt today. You're beautiful ladies. Whoa. <laughs> All right now. Hey, I'm mad at you. <laughs> YouTube uh, viewers only. Uh, Podcasting media. is strictly an audio medium. <laughs> Did that come for that? And I, that is, that's a cute shirt. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> so, what's the story with the shirt? 
I okay. So me and Laurel have been. Oh gosh. Okay. So me and Laurel have been collecting New Work stuff, which is a brand that does these weird patterns and overalls and shirts and cute things like that. They suggested this lady on Etsy, and all she does. <laughs> I forget her name. I probably find. I can probably find it real quick for you guys, but. She exclusively makes shirts with these tassels on the boots. So she'll put <laughs> a tassel or a rainbow and a tassel. And so she she takes taking like vintage clothing? Yeah, I think she's taking like reused or reclaimed or vintage clothing and then she's adding like these little booby tassels. <laughs> <laughs> booby tassels. Yeah, it makes me just laugh and 2020 it was works. Awesome. It works. <laughs> hey. It's it like you try to find me anyway. So we're more women 2020 for this choice. Okay. Okay. What I love is the way that when you lean forward, so you can't see the bottom at all, and it looks like a very conservative camel colored top. And then it isn't. <laughs> the reveal. I'm sneaky, sneaky. It's literally is, under the radar. That yeah. is really cute. That's really cute. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> fashion cool uh well i am dressed to go teach children how to do the charleston uh, okay because that's what i'm doing in the my the later part of my afternoon ooh, um, ooh, shout out to the kids <laughs> tulsa so we live in tulsa oklahoma oh and, okay um tulsa is uh, remembering the hundredth anniversary oh, yeah. of a, a race massacre that happened yeah uh, it's the centennial baby <laughs> uh of the greenwood community but mm -hmm. the there's a lot of focus on how like how much it was thriving mm -hmm. earning the name uh little africa mm -hmm. and uh, black wall street and then how it rebuilt after the massacre and um you know in some ways like I mean, grew beyond uh, mm -hmm. what it had, what had been destroyed uh, into the 40s. And then, uh, you know, city planning and uh, the <laughs> systemic racism uh, cut that short. Uh, Love that land. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure how y'all live in Oklahoma. Well, I was born here. I had a transplant, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went to school here. So I went okay. to school here. And I ended up staying. Like, Tulsa's, like, cost of living is pretty inexpensive. So if you're, like, a mm. student or someone who is poor, okay. like I am or was, then... Um, you know what? Let me, let me stop you right there. To stay. Let me just stop you right there. The tongue will destroy you. This is correct. <laughs> Okay. Don't say you poor. You yeah. ain't poor. That's why I was trying to correct myself right off that. I was like, not anymore. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious about that. Mm -hmm. I'm serious that because you speak that into existence, into your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the more you say it, the more you'll be. Mm -hmm. You better trust and believe that. You speak mm -hmm. victory. Yes. And prosperity. That's what you speak into your life. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to hear you say you poor. I won't. As no long more. as I, if, I'm serious. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't 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 do that. Okay, let's continue. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> it's it's Sunday. You're gonna take us to church. <laughs> no, it ain't about church. It's about the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you use it mm-hmm. for your good, mm-hmm. you will prosper. Mm-hmm. I like that. Speak on but it. if but if you don't use it and just say it, just to say it, mm-hmm. it doesn't get planted into the soil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you have to put it into the ground mm-hmm. and remind yourself mm-hmm. that you are a queen. You are victory. You are all that. Mm. Don't mm. ever say you are poor. I don't care who say it around you. Let them say it. And if you tell them don't say it, oh, well, yes, sir. well, then you are. I'm not. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like I'm that. Serious. Yeah. I like that. Use that. Use that in your daily walk. Because mm-hmm. when, when we're down like this, mm-hmm. that's what we think. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have the things that we want. Or the, yeah. we can't do the things that we can do. Mm-hmm. But you got your life mm-hmm. and you and, and you can do it as mm-hmm. long as you keep a positive mind, mm-hmm. a do right mind yep. and people around you mm-hmm. who's going for the same thing you're going for. Mm-hmm. You don't need no negativity mm-hmm. to knock you out the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and that, I mean, that yeah. is a word. That is a word from an elder, right? You mm-hmm. are a queen. You are a victory. I'm holding on to that. <laughs> I know. I'll take and that. And the men of kings. Don't leave. Let, let's let's not leave out our men, because we can't do nothing without the men. We need our men. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're kings mm-hmm. of all colors, not just us. They're kings too. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to support them. Mm-hmm. in their endeavors. The ones who want to be supported, just like the ones and, and the women who want to be supported. Mm-hmm. Those who don't want to be bothered, you leave them alone and you stay with success and prosperity. Mm-hmm. And you will see your territory enlarged. Yeah. Trust me. Look each other up. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I, again, especially since it seems like a time when it's easy to get over on one another, right? By selling people up the river, by saying this, that, and the other, or talking bad about somebody in order. Mm-hmm. I think, especially now, I think in any time, we all just need to be supportive of one another. Get off of me. At what? It's true. Ugh, get out of here. It is true. It's, it, it is serious. It's not just to say it. It's, mm-hmm. See, actions speak louder than words. You can say all that what you want. But until That's I true. see you do something. That's <laughs> it's just all talk, right? It's just all like, talk. It's like a good look message. That's what it is. But sometimes people want. They want to look like they're doing something, right? You shuffle papers when your boss walks by, but you ain't working. <laughs> it's like that. So, so that means you're being phony. Exactly. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Because yeah. I think implementing what you're talking about is a lot harder than people make it out to be or don't want to do it. So it's easier to say it than to like actually work it, to actually put in the work, to actually help yeah. people. Actually well, I think now people are more bolder mm-hmm. and they coming out more now mm-hmm. than when I was y'all age or younger okay because everything what has happened yes that had a whole lot to do with it it had everything to do with it Mm -hmm. because it was everything was always there Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's just what's brought out this time. And when, it, when it's brought out, and then when people of all color, of all races, when certain people on certain sides stand up for what's right, mm-hmm. there seems to be a problem. Mm-hmm. But everything, when you know, can I'm gonna say this, and I don't want to offend nobody. Like uh, we just got this fourteen hundred dollars, right? Now there's seventy three million people. What if it was said, "Oh, everybody who did the riot thing, and we know everybody, we got them on field. Y'all can't get the money." You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for you to hate people, for people to hate people, but then you're getting a benefit from hating the people. What the sense does that make? It does not make any. It sense. makes no sense. Makes no what sense. sense does that make? Okay. We, it, things are being, when things are done right mm-hmm. and you disagree in it, agree in, in it being right, but then you benefit from it being right. Mm-hmm. where's the knowledge that I think this is right right do you understand you understand so I don't want to offend nobody I just wanted to get that out because that, that thought came to my mind like what if I was president and I said no only the blue states you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. and that goes for everybody everybody people of color our Caucasian, our uh, Hawaiian, our Chinese, our Asian people, everybody. Because mm-hmm. every group has that bad apple in it. Mm-hmm. Every group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's true. Mm-hmm. Every group, every ethnic group, every, I don't know why I'm going down this path, but for some reason, I'm just ripping <laughs> off. Yeah, good for you. Know, I, I don't know why I'm going down this path. You're feeling it. You know? But I just see that. I just see, like, uh, it's, it, it, we've come a long way, but we got a long way to go. Yeah. We got a long way to go. And I believe, I truly believe that this time next year, we'll be like almost to where we are. But I, I don't mind wearing a mask when it's over because people have colds. And when you look at it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, because Michael Jackson, how long you wore a mask? <laughs> okay, you, you feel me? <laughs> okay. Yeah, his, his nose may have been falling off, but did he catch the flu? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he was just, he was just, and not, and, and when you look in the other countries, like China, they always wore masks. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's just certain things that 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 I guess I I don't know. It's just been on my mind, and I just wanted to express it mm-hmm. because some people think about it, but they don't never say nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if you say something, then that's how. The conversation, that's how we start to share ideas. That's how we start to work together. Yeah. But when you when when you hear the stuff and you just go, oh, that ain't happening to me. Oh, yes, it is. Right. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And and like if you don't have a voice, mm-hmm. get one. Mm-hmm. You know, get one. Just like uh uh Bobby and baby girl here do they doing this. That is perfect. You have a voice. You have a voice. 
Like, I love this. This is like form action for me. Can I ask and a you, question? Can I ask a and question? Usually you got to pay me for this, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I like this. I really do. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So my question is this, and this is to everybody. So for people out there that I like what you said, Crystal, for people out there, like if they don't have a voice, they need to get a voice. How do you recognize on how to get a voice? Like, how do you, if you never had to be put in a position to fight for something or to talk about something or have hard conversations, how do you find your voice for all those out there who are standing shy? Great question, Well, I found it. Look, when you be around, when you, I look at it like this, when you around a lot of stuff so much and you keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and nobody's paying attention, you get that boldness, that infinity one, that one time and say, I'm going to say something. And then that's when you get your voice, your inner, your inner will tell you when to speak. Yeah. It'd be like, no, I, it, you, okay, I'm going to give you a good example. You know how you, 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 you're at something, right? Say we had a dance contest. Everybody dancing. And you see something you don't like. And you, and you want to speak on it. Or you heard something in a meeting or whatever and you don't like. And you heard something you go, I knew I should have said something. The next time that come up again, I'm going to say something. So that's where you get your voice from hearing to me, from hearing other people talk and you not saying nothing, but then something to hit you that one time that you'd be like, oh, no, I got to say something. Mm-hmm. OK, that's when your voice yeah. starts. That's when you start to get your boldness. And the, the one time you do that, from my experience, it keeps going because now you broke that cycle of silence of being silent mm-hmm. okay. and tell, let me tell you one thing don't be afraid to speak up even to your elders but you speak to your elders with respect if you don't agree something say well um, I don't kind of agree on that you know what happened don't go like well I don't know what you talk about You're there, you ain't uh. no that ain't gonna work that right there that's when you're gonna get to keep it real that's when you're gonna get cussed out <laughs> okay you know but just listen and and when just speak up when you think when you feel it's right to speak speak when you know you're supposed to hold your tongue hold your tongue because that opportunity is going to come up again for you to say what you wanted to say. And when you say it this time, it's going to be better than what you said this time than you would have said last time. Because you have more knowledge of what you're about ready to get to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, sorry, I've been having some microphone issues, so I, I think you can now hear me. I was interjecting and agreeing with you this entire time. Um, Michelle, I think that's a really good question um, because there are people who are prone to speaking up, and um, when you get into the habit of speaking up, you don't necessarily realize that other people may have difficulties with it. Right. So, um, I think when we think about our different the different aspects of who make who of what makes up our identity, oftentimes if you have things that are um, if you have any bit of oppression, any marginalized perspective, mm-hmm. that that actually I think makes it harder to speak up. 
And so someone might feel completely disempowered and think, I can't say anything. And so I think that that's why it's really good to hear, um, Crystal, your words, to hear that we should speak up. And then, and then there's something about practicing, right? Um, there's something about practicing using that voice of yours. Yes. So I know that for me, speaking up isn't actually the easiest thing. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's not something that, um, uh, it, it's something I've had to learn how to do. Um, because I, I'm naturally a little bit like more reserved, you know, I've been taught, you know, say things when you need to say them, but then otherwise, yeah. you know, evaluate what you have to say. See, so, well, what you just said, say things when you need to say them. So that's what I was saying. When your turn comes, that's when your voice is heard. Because I've heard a lot of things. I'll be like, oh, I better not speak on that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I mean, like, yeah. But I was at a point in my life when I was younger that I, I never would say nothing. I would just let it go. Like, oh, well, you know. But as you get older, you learn. And that's it, it. When you start to speak up, when you can get out of that shell or that hiddenness, you start to feel good about yourself. There's a song called Encourage Yourself and Speak Over Yourself and Encourage Yourself to be bold like that. Because if we don't speak up, we're going to be messed up. That goes for everybody. If we don't speak up, we're going to be messed up. And that everybody. Because we won't know no, what nobody's thinking. We won't know anything. So even if you think it's the dumbest thing, sometimes you want to say something about pull them on the side and say, look here, uh, so-and-so, do you think, uh, was I right in saying? And, and always check with a friend that you love or somebody close to you, was I right in saying what I said? Well, yeah, you spoke up. And it's the way the person took it. It's however you take it. But I got it all for me because I had to say it. Yeah. In other words, also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I also think it's a good idea to have, if, if you are someone that feels you, you want to speak up, is to find yourself in a place where people will encourage you to. Because, like you were saying earlier, find people that lift you. Because that's something you can do without even speaking. You change your surroundings exactly. if you can. Um, and I was a, I was an art student, and I was very silenced when I started. Mm-hmm. And I went through an experience. It was amazing. I was sixteen, where the people teaching were doing everything they could <laughs> to encourage us to speak. And I was mm-hmm. a fashion student. They were getting us to wear crazy clothes every day. <laughs> we were coming in. We were expressing ourselves in clothing. They were encouraging us to engage with each other. And it was amazing the impact it had. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, as as an older person, and this isn't quite the same as what you're talking about, but I want to encourage, I don't like shutting young people down. Exactly. I think it's awful. It's like people develop their voice by saying stuff that might not be so great. (laughs) But as you say, they say it and they hear it and they go, oh. I'll say it better next time. And if yeah. you keep shutting them down, oh, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't wear that. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's not fair because you're giving your opinion and you're not letting them do what they want to do. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Lou. I really do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, and thank you, Lewis, for um, for speaking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I can do that. Bring it all together. You've been you've been a bit quiet, and I wanted. Us I'm to listening. That's because I, 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 I run in my mouth so much. That's <laughs> you also, you I'm sorry. To, no, no. You have to remember that I'm getting this. So, as a British person, I'm aware that all these American, not all these, loads of Americans love listening to British people. Yes, I do. The novelty. I do. Yes. I well, you've got to remember. I've got. I've now got the same thing. I've got five fascinating American people all talking, <laughs> and I, I just find fabulous. Um, you just yeah. got one British person. Uh, absolutely. So I wanted to um, take a moment for our listeners who may not know who all is here, um, because if you're listening, you may not be able to see all of us, but we have Bobby and I, and then, of course, Louis, Michelle, and then our elder, Crystal. And so, um, I believe we will be joined a little bit later by another friend, but for now, um, we'll continue our conversation. And so I'm actually going to break the conversation for a second and um, go to something. Um, it, this could either be serious or lighthearted, but um, are, are any of you familiar with Kev on stage? He's a yes. comedian. Yes. Yeah. So he, Kevin Fredericks, he has um, a spot on Instagram. Uh, well, I see it on Instagram. I think it's in other places as well. And it's called Unpopular Opinions. And so as Bobby and I were preparing our questions today, one of the questions we came across was this question of what's an unpopular opinion that you might hold? Um, so you know, you know that other people might disagree with you. Like um, an unpopular opinion could be that like uh, mac and cheese is not the most important food on Thanksgiving, right? So <laughs> that could be an unpopular opinion. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'll say uh, my unpopular opinion is that the combination of peanut butter and chocolate is just fine. Like it's good, but it's not, it's not the best. Okay. If, if I'm digging through a bag <laughs> of candy and there's a Reese's in there, I'm going to see if I can find something else first. Am I going to eat it? Yeah, because it's sweet. <laughs> I love sweet. Yeah. But okay, bam. This, this is, is not shocking. This is not your turn. I live with this woman. This is not your turn. This is shocking. This is, you're not. We're not. That's shut down. <laughs> right now, you're here to lift me up. And <laughs> but this is just a shock. Has this told is, us this is a shock. Is all I'm saying. I'm not shutting it down. I'm just like I didn't realize this. Well, I still love you and support you. Okay, it's an unpopular yeah. opinion. I know, because I just hear, you know, oh, you'll love it, peanut butter and chocolate. I'm like, I will think it's fine. I will eat it if that's my only option. Because, again, if it's a dessert, I'm probably going to eat it. But, like, a peanut butter cookie, uh Oh, boo. Those, boo on that. No peanut butter I mean, cookies. there are some things that I Yum, yum. <laughs> again, it's an unpopular opinion. There are some peanut butter-based treats that I will eat uh, because of nostalgic reasons, like my family, my mom's side of the family always does uh, those peanut butter cookies with the Hershey's Kisses in the middle for the holidays. And I love those because of the family memories. Okay. Not because they're the best cookies in the world. 
So, Malika, your mama. Laurel, I have never felt more seen in my life. Thank because you. basically, Wait. all of my favorite people, including my mother, love the combination of peanut butter and chocolate. I've never gotten it. I've never understood it. I've had friends give me things that are peanut butter and chocolate because they completed their love for the thing for my love. And I'm like, I don't love it. I don't. I actually, for the majority of my life, have thought it was gross. I, I've just come into a realization that it's okay. Sorry, Michelle. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. No, I'm not saying I, uh, it's fine. Whatever she's saying, I, again, I love and support. I'm just shocked Thank that you. I'm learning this for the first time and I've lived <laughs> with this person for a while now. And we've been friends for a while now. <laughs> Always learning something new. I'm just, yes. I'm just here to say it's fine, and I support other people's uh, consumption of peanut butter and chocolate as a combination treat. It's just not for me. Not even a Reese's peanut butter cup. Again, like I'll eat it and I'll enjoy the experience because it's sugary. But what I typically do with the Reese's peanut butter cup is I will like break it in half, and I'll eat the peanut butter out first, so then I have just the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll do, do anything to separate the chocolate from the peanut butter. Yeah, I'm so, getting shocked. <laughs> so that you, is you, good. You need to know that British people going to America to eat candy, I, I know this is not just me, so I am totally with you on this issue. Again, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, peanut butter and chocolate people, you are outnumbered in this particular group because it is awful and British people go because we don't have all this chocolate and peanut butter. It's wow. awful. And so we go in and we go to the States and start, oh, lots of nice new candies to try. And you can't really tell what's in them. So you buy them based on the packaging and the name. And half of them have got chocolate and peanut butter in. It's disgusting. <laughs> and you're, the texture, and the, and the reason it's particularly awful is because it's not Snickers. And we do have Snickers. Snickers is They're very good, yes. Whole peanuts. And, and we're angry because you changed the name. Because it's not Snickers, it's Marathon. Uh, That's what that bar is. As I, I, we've even got like a vintage revival version of Snickers where they reprinted the packaging for us for like one season with Marathon on it. So you are completely right. It's, it should be stopped. <laughs> and yeah, they should just peel the two things apart and sell them separately so that people that like it can stick it together themselves. You shouldn't okay. have to split. You should have to join. Uh, welcome to Popular Opinions with uh, Bobby Tomo. Uh This cast does not like peanut butter and chocolate. And after we'll be getting lots of letters in discussing how much okay. the cast is okay. the peanut butter okay. Americans everywhere are horrified. <laughs> I mean, that is too funny. <laughs> peanut butter is a is an American food. It's I mean I understand why people quickly found a way to make it sweet, put it on everything. Yeah. I I don't dislike peanut butter. I eat plenty of peanut butter. And I love chocolate as most people do. But I just I, I don't like it on celery and, and oh, apples. No. That that yeah. right there needs to stop. That needs to quit. Yeah, I, okay. I cannot you know, do that. Peanut butter on celery is a lie from the devil himself. This is why we disagree. <laughs> that came from the pit, y'all. It did not. I'm, I'm not. Can I say? I'm not going to name who this person is, but I have been. I've had sat at a meal where the starter was 
a piece of celery about that long with mm-hmm. some peanuts sprinkled on it. No. Okay, that's not great. They lied to you. They were trying to use stuff. That was, was a relative. That is not it. Folks, write it. If that's it, I don't think it is. I can't get with that. I can't eat that. No. Try it with a knife and fork. Yeah, no. Well, I'll put the, 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 the spoon in the, in the jar of peanut butter. I like that, the crunchy peanut butter, but celery and carrots and dipping it, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, I can't. Do you know that here, when it first came to the UK, it was like a health food. Right, because of protein. Yeah, and you used to get it in like the health food shop. But at what <laughs> cost? Now, I like the chocolate. <laughs> but at what cost? <laughs> I like the fruit. I like saying you like to run. At what cost, guys? Come on. Put <laughs> <laughs> <Put> my hands up. <laughs> That's funny. I like the chocolate. The fruit when it's dipped in the chocolate. Mm. Like the apples. Now that's good. Now that's a good combination. That's a that's, popular opinion. Yeah, that that that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's chocolate good. used wisely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So yes. I'm gonna say my unpopular opinion. And I know people are gonna hate. I am not a high fantasy girl, so I do not like Lord of the Rings. Okay, the movie is slow. The eagle, the eagles could have got the ring in the volcano. I don't know what Frodo <laughs> was doing. Uh, Dobby looking. What's the Dobby looking guy? The guy that wants the ring all the time. No okay. one knows. Smeagol. 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 He needs to go. Gollum. Gollum. No, I don't do Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and here's why. Oh, I wish Shawnee could make it today. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, she's cutting you off her Christmas card list. (laughs) (laughs) Here's why. High fantasy movies and books. Like, I read some high fantasy books back when I was a kid. And I've watched movies. I'm like, I kind of want to be in this genre. But they never, they never have diversity. It's like a fantasy world where you can do anything and be anything and create anything. And they all look the same. Long, blonde-headed girls trapped in some tower, a dragon somewhere. Are you just thinking of Rapunzel? I'm thinking of all kinds of fantasies. <laughs> Rapunzel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not into Lord of the Rings. And y'all, that's fine. I mean, Unpopular opinion. We've... <laughs> Laurel does though. We've talked about it. I love a high fancy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I think the, um, you know, the diversity issue is a a valid one. But I am here to say that the Eagles uh, had their own Eagle problems and Eagle society in Lord of the Rings. So we don't. Man, bump them Eagles. (laughs) Also, if the Eagles do it, then there's not a, there's no story. So. There's plenty of story. I found the ring. Eagles took me up to the corner spot, dropped it in the volcano. End of story. The way that you're telling it right now is very boring. So already, there's not. <laughs> it fell in love. Oh, got the ring to the volcano. Oh, fell in love with the <laughs> potatoes, potatoes, and had a day. Okay, this is not a. That's a maybe a children's book. That's like a snowy day level book. <laughs> That's that's not a high fantasy. (laughs) You know know what Snowy Day has going for it that Lord of the Rings is not? 
diversity. diversity. <laughs> Shout out to diversity. <laughs> we got to get you some Octavia Butler. You Also, you have, or what is it, by Timmy Coker? Who, you have a book right yeah. now yeah. by a black author. Yeah. What's it called? Which one? I'm reading all four books. You have a fantasy book. book. feminism? <laughs> nope. Which one is it? I said fantasy. We're talking about fantasy. I can't think of it right now. Children of Bone and Something? Oh! Yeah, that's a good book, though. Children of Bone and Something by an author. Look it up. <laughs> uh, Children of Bone. It's good. <laughs> bone. Yeah. Okay. What? Where's Bobby? <laughs> Bobby? Bobby is gone. He... <laughs> you killed me. Oh, that comment killed Bobby. It's fine. It's hilarious. Thank you. Children of Bone or something by an author. <laughs> the award winning. <laughs> National Book Award. Children of Bone or something. All right. The book that they were talking about is Children of Blood and Bone, and that is by Tomi Adeyemi. Forgive me if I mis- mis- mispronounce the name, but that is part of the Legacy of Orisha series. Tomi conjures a stunning world of dark magic and danger in her West African-inspired fantasy debut, Children of Blood and Bone. If that sounds enjoyable to you, check it out. I've heard good things about it. Uh, and if you buy it, perhaps consider buying it from a black-owned bookstore. For instance, if you go into Google and type in 125 black-owned bookstores in America that amplify the best in literature, you will get an Oprah Magazine article that shows black-owned bookstores near you where you can purchase this book from and help put money and support the black American community. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there are... They are harder to find because, like a lot of like fiction-based eh, publishing in general, yeah. look, systemic racism is real and it exists across genres. It does. I actually, I would encourage anyone to look up the infographic specifically about children's literature. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the children's publishing in twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and you see about seventy-five percent of books are uh have characters that are either white or animals and then the rest of the percentage is like other is di- diverse background and so it's the 25 yeah so it's it doesn't represent the population it's sad and it's true so but i actually laurel i want to kind of give you some homework i know that there are some bangerang uh black science fiction authors out there that are so I know that there's like, there's stuff going on. So maybe you could come up with a recommendation and then next party, share some of your recs, <clears throat> right? So let, let's let's try to turn that unpopular opinion into a popular one. Not, well, not Lord of the Rings. Let's find a high fantasy. Right. Other people could enjoy. Perfect. And right? next party, we'll have peanut butter and chocolate for all. Oh, oh gross. No, thank you. No, you don't have the salary. I'm not being that. So healthy. <laughs> so great. That I, I love those unpopular opinions. Um, Lewis or Crystal, do you have another? Go, go Crystal. Opinion? I'm trying to think of a new one because I had a really serious unpopular opinion. That's yes, going to change it. I can't think of anything. Like, 
I don't know how do you put that together. Is that, are you asking me to say something that's unpopular to me? Oh, no, something that you like that other people don't like. So, so my, mine was actually going to be, um, I think that having a cake that is um, made out of flour primarily for your birthday is overrated. I'm a, my birthday cake is cheesecake. Okay. Um, something that I like that other people don't like. Me! On this call, the majority of the cast. I know, I, I know, I know. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> okay, something that I like that other people don't like. Let me think. Man. Wow. Okay, this is really hard for me. I'm trying to think what other what I like and other people don't like. So a lot of things I like, but I'm trying to think that what's something other people won't like. Come back to me. I gotta think. I can't. I honestly, I got a mental block. I honestly can't think. Yeah, this is a this is a hard one for me too. And we came up with a question. Yo, yeah, because when I seen it online, I was I, I was wondering then, like, how am I gonna answer that? Okay, come come back to me. I gotta right. I gotta think. No worries. We can uh, also everybody doesn't have to answer every question. So there's there's that. Yeah. Um, but I want to answer that because now you got me thinking. Ah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, we will come back to you. We will come okay. back. Okay. So, okay. Lewis, you're up. Uh, right. So I'll just, I'll, I can think of two. So one, Ooh. people, Bobby definitely knows this. Uh, and this, this does raise controversy. Um, as a British person, I'm a very big tea drinker. Mm. In fact, I'd only, I generally only drink tea as a hot drink. However, I have no time at all for fancy tea. You can take your fancy loose leaf, fancy tea, your herby tea with flowers in it, whatever. Earl Grey, ugh. I'm only interested in off the shelf supermarket PG tip pyramid bags. That's all I want. <laughs> served, served in a mug with milk. Hot, you know, hot water, dip your, dip your bag in with your fingers, take it out, add your milk. That is a nice drink. And all other tea is, is second rate. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming yeah. for the tea community. Yeah. Don't even ask yeah. him about scones. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, sorry, that is, that is, sorry, that is the other controversy. So as, as a member of the Commonwealth, I can grab my passport. I'm not American. As, yeah. I'm from Zambia. As a member of the com Commonwealth, I, this is the face that I have a confused face. I'm confused. I'm, it's weird to hear. It's, it's, it, this is hard news for me. <laughs> what? what in, in what sense? Um, well, one, there's no sugar in your tea. You, no. There's, there's that, which that's hard and confusing for me. <laughs> I, I used to have a lot of sugar in it as a child. Oh, I, yeah, okay. I got yeah. one. And then, and then Earl Grey considered to be fancy is also confusing because I'm like I hear you black teas like I, I'm like black teas and like maybe ro rooibos 
We don't like robots. Oh, bonfire. That is bonfire tea. It's tea that someone set light to and scraped up the ashes and put in a cup. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Welcome to Trash and Tea with Bobby and Chisomo. <laughs> <laughs> my, my southern African heart is just like absolutely shattered on the floor. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This my, mom, my mom loves it. My mom is all about the rebosh. This is and, shocking number And two. the thing you need, the thing, another thing I'm just thinking of now is, so I grew up in a house that drank tea. We had, we had coffee on special occasions. We had a special coffee maker and you only had it like when, when like visitors came. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I grew up on tea, but, but I don't want you to think I'm, I'm old hat because I'm actually, I've modernized because when we first used to have it, it was the tea bags were square. And at some point, I think in the eighties, they bought in the pyramid tea bag. So I'm like a modernist. Yeah, they sure with my, was. With my with my pyramid tea bag yeah. and a mug, because when I was young, you didn't have mug. Mugs were a little bit kind of edgy and hippie-ish, whereas most people would have a cup and saucer. So I consider myself to be a free and breezy artist with my mug of PG tips in my modern, <laughs> you know. Well, I found an easy one. Since he said the tea, I say the coffee. I can't stand people that, that drink, I mean, that black coffee, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yuck. Yeah, I right. have to have cream and sugar <laughs> in my coffee. Okay, you drink black coffee, I'm like, ew, because I tasted it. I'm like, how could you drink that? Just burnt beans. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, that was, I'm, you saved my life. When you said tea, I said to myself, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because yeah. these are the big issues. These are the important, big things. <laughs> this, isn't the, this isn't the little stuff. This is serious. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Black hot, coffee. Hot beverages. I mean, there was the Boston Tea Party. So, you know. History. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you did used to drink black coffee, but it was only because when I was a student, they had like a, a drinks, a hot drinks machine. Mm-hmm. And the technology for making a hot cup of tea in a drinks machine was absolutely terrible. You'd get like dried milk, powdered tea, and it was awful. And the only <laughs> drink that was drinkable was black tea because it kind of was hot. It tasted of something vaguely. It's a bit like the peanut butter and chocolate. If you have to have something that was the okay version. But apart from that, yeah, you, you're completely right. There is, there is no controversy in your view as far as I'm concerned. And there's another, another thing. I like, I like when I pour my coffee, I have to see through it. You know, some people like their coffee done dark, like dark coffee. My coffee got to be brewed light. It has to be that color that when you pour it, I can see through it. Because you let it That's quite, sit, that's quite a niche requirement. That thing is black as tar. I'm like, I'm not drinking that. Cream and sugar ain't going to help it. <laughs> uh, I'm the opposite, Crystal. It's like, I want cream and sugar, but I want the coffee to be dark so that I can put a lot of cream and sugar in it. Oh. So I can't taste the water. I want to taste the flavor. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. I'm like, double no. tea bag. Also, lots of coffee and then cream and sugar. Ah, uh, give me light coffee I can see through and four creams and some sugar. That is the best coffee <laughs> from Colombia. 
<laughs> in in the south there's the the big sweet tea tends to be either are you a lipton person or are you a Louisiana person mm-hmm. and for me you're either a Louisiana person or you're a ghost of tea that once was person because like Lip, lipton is not is like a third of the flavor of Louisiana, and so just so I'll make that my con, my unpopular opinion is if so, you're a Lip, Lipton person out there, then you just n- need to understand that tea should have flavor. <laughs> okay, so that tea is that not the Lipton, the other tea is better than Lipton tea. Louisiana, yeah, in my opinion. Oh, okay, really? It's really I, flavorful. Yes. Okay, yeah. so you don't have to add sugar to it. Oh no, you still add sugar to it because you're in the South. Yeah. You want to add a uh, to one family sized bag of Louisiana tea, you probably want to add about one and a half cups of demerara, demerara sugar. Oh, so. oh, that is a lot of diabetes. And that will also give it a molasses y kind of undertone because of the demerara. Yeah. So it's going to taste like syrup? No, no. It's, oh. it t- I'll make you some. I'll make you some sometime. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, wow. Okay, I, I never knew that because my grandparents that, are from the South. They're from Savannah, Georgia. Hey, Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, they're from Savannah. Grandma's from Savannah, yeah. And daddy's grandpa was from North Carolina. So I never knew that about the tea. Yeah. We can get Louisiana tea over, even over in Oklahoma, like, Hasn't so all we have is Lipton, and they call it sweet and unsweet. Which the answer is, it's either sweet or it's just tea. It's right. not unsweet. Mm-hmm. You didn't remove. Mm-hmm. The sugar from it. <laughs> I, 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 I caught that. that. I understand that. Yeah. I could do a brand and, do and if uh, <laughs> yeah, and but, if I if I go to a restaurant and they say we have, I'm like, do you have sweet tea? And they're like, no, we have unsweet tea, but I'll bring you some sugar packets. The answer is. I would like a Coke. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. They're going to yeah. try to trick you. Uh, audience, whoever's listening right now, or whenever, keep giving these calls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling their audience to action. I'm going to call you to action. Is- Listen to what Bobby said. If they want to bring you an unsweetened tea with some sugars, say no. I'll take a Coke or better yet, a Pepsi. Okay, Michelle's a Pepsi. <laughs> 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 We're square up. Let's go. We're having some feedback problems. We've oh. lost Michelle <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, unfortunately, from the yeah. podcast. It's okay, though. I'm sure that we'll get back on at some point. <laughs> 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 